This is episode number 45 of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about my personal testimony and the Most High's will for the Hebraic people to bring them back into complete union with the Most High. Join me and Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. as we take you on a journey through my testimony and a little bit of Rabbi's testimony as well. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews Hebrews in exile. exile. Now, you know, we have a testimony. Yeah, we do. And a lot of you out there have testimonies. So what were you saying? I was saying, you know, I am humbled by the fact that the Most High has been able to shed light, enlighten me on his word. I I was, when I was, I'm going to give my own personal testimony. When I was in Christian, and I have, maybe I haven't done this before. I should probably, we should, we're going to do this. We're going to do this right now. My personal testimony, okay? And I'm going to go around Robert's Red Barn for a little bit. I was, I have a background in uh, Baptist uh, faith of coming out of Christian belief. And our belief system, um, you know, we were the folks that were ridiculed the others when they spoke in tongues and they rolled around and picked a bale of cotton and all that kind of stuff. But all through my my learning uh, for I don't know, the greater part of 30 years, and I'm in my 40s, um, I was always had questions. There was always holes in what I was being taught, and things seemed to be hypocrisy. I asked the Most High a long time ago. I said, give me the truth. I don't care who presents it, but I just need to know the unadulterated truth of where you are because I'm not getting it from my so-called spiritual leaders at the time. I met a young lady in college and this just speaks, and this is why I'm so appreciative of the Most High because my life as to where I am right now, to be as confident and have as much fervor as I have, to be able to get up in front of people and be on this podcast is because there has been such clarity that has been given in what the Most High wants out of my life. I see the Most High's master plan unfold in front of my eyes, and I see the fact that I had no control over it at all. I walked the path and simply just asked the request of the Most High to show me truth. So I met a young lady in college, which is currently my wife right now, And in college, we actually, you know, matriculated out of college. We both graduated. It got to the point where we were married or about to be married. And I had asked a question of her. I said, you know, what are we going to do about this whole entire religious thing? Because she was Pentecostal or Bible way or whatever she was. (laughs) And I was Baptist. So we kind of had this, you know, dichotomy going on between the two of us. And I was amenable. I said, you know what? Let's just go somewhere. But I just need to be somewhere where truth was being spoken. And it just so happened 
that on one day we wound up going to SeaTac, which is Christ's temple. What is it? What is it? Christ Temple Apostolic Church. Christ Temple Apostolic Jesus Church. Jesus only Pentecostal <laughs> church. <laughs> there was my 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 roots. Well, right. So we saw a young men there speaking that day. Oh, he wasn't that young. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw a young man speaking there one day and who happens to be present company, which is our rabbi. And he's, what he spoke resonated with me enough to where I said, you know what? I'm hearing what I've never heard before. And this is what I, I currently need. And I hadn't even yet, I hadn't yet even matriculated into being Hebraic at that, that, at that point. That's right. We, it, it wasn't, it wasn't at that point. It was just more of an understanding about what was being expounded upon in, in Christian faith, if you will, at that particular time. The most high, unbeknownst, well, unbeknownst to me, you had a dear friend named Bishop Young. Who yes. was impressionable yes. on you. And yes. he was into the Hebrew way of life yep. a long time ago, yes, planting seeds. Yes, he was. <laughs> and while he planted that seed, you also had individuals that were around you that said, hey, you know, we're reading this book. And that's the one thing that I can say that I'm going to give you an attaboy for. Is a, I don't want to say attaboy because that just sounds to me. i give you an accolade for is your ability to be a turtle. You know what I mean by a turtle? No, because turtles move slow. No, 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 no. <laughs> the turtle. Let me tell you about a turtle. A turtle is this animal that is hard on the outside, sympathetic, soft on the inside, and has the ability to stick his neck out. That's what a turtle is. Okay. And that's what you did. Yeah, I did that. You stuck your neck out and said, you know what? I'm reading scripture based on what it is saying. Let's start to strip this crap off of here and understand what was, what's, being, what's being said here. When we made the transition into being uh, going to the Sabbath, because that, that was the transition that's, right there. That's the key. Right. And you had made mention, you said... This shall be something that is perpetual that will be throughout your generations. And you said you couldn't run from that anymore. Can't run from it, no. So the Sabbath for me was the gateway into where we are right now because it says, you know what? It answered the question. The Most High says, and at the time I thought the Ten Commandments, you know, the Sabbath, you're going to keep it holy. I said, okay, now we're lining up. But getting to my to the overall testimony of, 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 of where I am is through we've walked. I, I kind of make this, 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 uh, parallel, this, um, I want to say this analogum, but this allegory about how the children of Israel walked with the most high in the desert for 40 years. And in that time, they were being taught by a master teacher about how they were to conduct themselves when they enter into the land. They went through a lot of gyrations. They went through still trying to shed this idolatry coming out of Mitzrayim. Oh, if we had only stayed in Mitzrayim, going through the growing pains of learning how to walk with the Most High. And I've 
feel the same way about our journey as a group of people to say that we've been through the issue of making the transition, following after Judaism and doing the whole, you know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, all of the stuff that yeah. comes with that. Yeah. And again, when I look back on it, I'm saying we're still just, we didn't even know who we were at the time. We're looking at individuals that are so-called Jews. They're yeah, not. Yeah. No, they're not. They're not. We, we did everything but wear a kippah. Right. We did all that. <laughs> and to have the understanding that where we are right now, it is complete. We're get we're at the point. I don't know. I mean, we just finished this last podcast and we talked about shedding this issue of idolatry and how the subtleties of it creep its way into our lives, even in saying the word God and Lord and uh Amin, I mean Amen. All these types of things that just creep into our lives that separate us from the most high. And I see the most high answering my prayer when I was not in totally focused on the most high, which was just give me the unadulterated truth. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care yeah. who it comes from. Just give it to me. And he answered, even in our exile, my testimony is one of, I've, I've walked that path. I've seen all the pitfalls. I have two intelligent adolescent, one is adolescent, one is growing into being a young adult. They know nothing about the past exploits of Christianity and all the stuff, the minutia of stuff that gets put on there because we've walked in this Hebraic way. They know nothing about being idolatrous. They just know the most high. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to say, even my children are at a point where they understand. Now, through this whole entire walk, I understand now what the Most High is trying to do. That is why he sent people like, and I'm going to say this, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey, Malcolm Shabazz. I named two of those people are actually uh, from the nation of Islam or were part of the nation of Islam. One still is the leader of the nation of Islam. Marcus Garvey, I think, was a Christian. Mark, I mean, Dr. King was a Christian. What do they all have in common? The commonality between all of them, the fiber, is that they're trying to unite a people back so they we can stand on our own. That is nothing new. That is something that the Most High has established back with Moshe. Right, 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 right. We're doing regurgitating the same thing. They're doing it under their auspices of whatever, you know, whatever God that they pray to, but the fiber is still there at the end of the day. My, my, my plea now is to, I totally get it, is to the generations that aren't here, that are hearing this message, that are saying, you know, through my lineage, through my sons, through all the people that I come in contact with, I want to be the catalyst for, for the Most High to say, listen, we've established 
a way of life. And as long as we stick to that way of life and the generations coming after us stick to that way of life, we will be prosperous. Now, I want to preface all that because you are going to be, you are going to be confronted with a lot of adversity, a lot of, uh, what's the word I want to look, I'm looking for a lot of, (sighs) a lot of pushback for a lack of eloquence. The Hebraic people are not a people that are soft and weak. We have to stand firm in what we believe because every time, if I just look at the plethora of exploits that Moshe had to go through, all of the exploits that Yahashua had to go through, these are things where they had to go in and they were met with adversity. The Most High stood with them and they were be able to be prosperous and conquerors. Right. So individuals need to kind of understand that you live in a country, and I'm going to speak about westernized country because that's where we, car- we currently live right now, is that the status quo is not this. You are going to be met with all types of arduous adversity to denounce the Most High. The Most High has established us, and again, We've eloquently said in other podcasts, how do you know that you are a Hebrew? Because scripture talks about all of these things that define you've been dispersed throughout the world. You've been put in a place in all four corners you've and all hate- these things are going to beset you. Yeah. Yeah. You've been hated. Right. Made a laughing stock. No one, no other culture has had the perpetual Now, you may point to other cultures and say, okay, yeah, they did go through their phase. But I'm going to tell you what, it's still happening to us right now. Yeah. Yeah. Theirs may have been temporary, which is a so-called claim. Right. But ours has never stopped. Never stopped. And the most I said it would be eternal. Right. Until we turn back. And see, I'm so appreciative because, again, in the last podcast, I said, my prayer has even changed. I don't go before the Most High asking for stuff. No. no. I don't ask for, you know, no. I need to be prosperous here no. in, in this aspect no. of my life. That's not what he's about. <laughs> the Most High is, doesn't, I hate to say this, don't care. What the Most High wants is his wife back. Yes. And, and that's it, Hebrew Israel. That's right. And that's the will of the Most High. So we should keep our focus on trying to understand what the scriptures are telling us, our examples. If you look at every single one of the prophets, the prophets, they lament. The prophets are telling you about the current events that are happening at their particular time. Some of them, like Amos, are making uh, 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 allegories to like the prostitute. And they're talking about how the children of Israel have strayed away from the most high. They're talking about the same thing. These prophets aren't going and smacking you on the forehead and putting some oil on your face and telling you what the winning lotto numbers are. They're not doing that. That's what modern day evangelists have for. If that's in your religion, that's fine. Keep it over there in that religion. But that's, that's not, has that's, nothing to do with that, Hebrewism. That has nothing to do with Hebrew, with, with, with the Hebrews. Nothing. It's not, that's not us. So again, my, my, I am so elated. I am. I can't express in words 
it is a feeling. It's something that's felt that before apprehension was in place when it came to the most high. But now that has been removed because of the fact that I've actually gotten to a place where I see the most high's plan for my life. I've been set in a place. I've been set around a group of people who I've been loyal to, who I have, I have literally, um, I have the mentorship that has come from this. Matter of fact, when we were on uh, uh, 801 Broadway, you had something that was on the logo of FTF. And it is very true. Life-changing. It's a life-changing ministry. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what it did for me. Yeah. I was able to have a deeper understanding of the Most High. If, if, it, if your work as a mentor, as a father, as a pastor, former pastor, as a current day rabbi, as a, and I'm going to give you this title. You ain't going to like it, but I'm going to give you this title. As a modern day prophet, because again, a lot of you may say, oh my gosh, he didn't went off the deep end now. He didn't call, he didn't professing prophecy, prophets on people. Listen, I'm saying that because what a prophet does a prophet is going to see the state of Israel, Hebrew Israel, and say, you need to turn back to the ways of the Most High. That's exactly what we're doing in this podcast. We're not professing to be something angelic or divinic. We're not doing that. And we're not speaking in a whole bunch of tongues <laughs> to prove to, to validate ourselves. Right. What we're trying to get you to understand is that you need to turn back to the most high. And again, with all that that's been placed upon you, I thank you for well, that ability to be, to be that turtle, to stick your neck out and to be the catalyst to say, because there's no, I mean, you, you, you've said it before in other podcasts, who in the world is out here broadcasting the message to turn back? Yeah. And then specificity and in right. truth and to a group of people. Yeah, right. Who have lost their way that don't even know who they are. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's courage that takes a hard exterior. And it may not be popular. Right. Because I can say, you know, there have been a plethora of people that have come through those doors, have turned around and walked out. Yep. And have not stayed. Yep. Stayed the course. Because of some little infraction or whatever happened, you know? Yeah, Torah got in the way. Yeah, it made it uncomfortable. And when, listen, you have to operate in the framework of Hebrew Israel. When you decide you want to go out and do something else on your own, then you're on your own. But while you're a part of Hebrew Israel, you have to operate and everything should be weighed by the most high. I've, I've, I've totally abandoned what I had before going on. I've stepped into the light of the most high. The scriptures speak for themselves in my life. And I can't express to this group of constitu constituency and demographic of the Hebrew people that I am indebted to your rabbi i am 
even more indebted to the Most High, first and foremost, because none of this would have been possible had the Most High not answered my prayer, which is just to give me truth. Because, you know, your motto is, truth doesn't matter, right? No, truth matters. <laughs> no, truth, my motto is, truth matters. <laughs> you, you know, Sean, um, thank you. But we started First Tabernacle Fellowship in 1994. Yeah, 94, okay. 94. Mm. It has taken me to this point in life, in time over 24 years. Mm-hmm. My prayer when we started First Tabernacle Fellowship is, Father, teach me your truth. I do not want to give your people false hope in something that's not true. Mm-hmm. Teach me how to go in and out amongst your people and teach me your truth. It's We've been on this journey with the Most High since 1994. I can say that I have arrived at the point of truth. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. And the journey has been like removing layers. Mm-hmm. It's taken almost 24 years to get all the stench mm-hmm. and all the layers of idolatry off of me mm-hmm. so that I could bring it to the people and that the people could be cleansed. Yeah. My best friend told me these words sitting at his dining room table, and I'm going to say them to you, and I'm going to say them to our dear listeners. Only a free man can set another man free. Mm-hmm. I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. Yeah. I can show you all the, all the how to get out. And the words... The words that I share with you on this podcast, the words that I share in congregation are not mine. They're his. Mm-hmm. He directs me. I say what he wants me to say. I teach what he wants me to teach. And I'm not trying to be popular. I'm just trying to get Hebrew Israel to turn back to our Elohim so that as a nation of people, we can be great like we once were. Absolutely. And have the power that we once had with the Most High. Mm-hmm. That as we think, so shall we be. Mm-hmm. And if we think within the realm of the Spirit of the Most High, man, the power. And when I talk about power, I'm not talking about doing something that's publicly demonstrated. Yeah, we're always looking for public, publicly demonstrated stuff. No, the power of knowing inside your soul that your soul is truly at peace and in harmony with the one who creates. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so, a very, very peaceful place, a very yeah, beautiful place yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. so I, I thank you for your testimony tonight. Mm-hmm. I, sure that there are other Hebrew Israelites out there that are that are going to experience the same thing or are already experiencing the thing and I want to tell you don't be afraid mm-hmm. the journey may be strange but then he has called you a unique people absolutely and with uniqueness comes the aspect of uniqueness and strangeness but the walk the end result of the walk 
is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is so awesome. Yeah, when, that he even yeah. said in his word, and I forget what the text is, but he said, Israel, I am going to do something awesome through you. Yeah. Now he made that he made that promise. And the most high, when he makes a promise, he doesn't take it back. Mm-hmm. So you look at us in exile and you think we're we're just a lost bunch of people. No, the most high is still doing something awesome through Israel. Right. Hebrew Israel. Right. And he's not finished yet. Right. You might want to hang on <laughs> as we sing the song, I'm gonna run on to see what the end's gonna be. Right. I'm gonna run on, see what the end's gonna be. Yeah. Well, keep running because the end is going to be awesome. Awesome, yeah. Completely awesome. Um, well, once again, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Homan Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.